This podcast is brought to you by the College of Nursing at Brigham Young University. For more information about its programs, faculty, students, or alumni events, please visit nursing.byu.edu. Today we're going to talk about a nursing career that has a bunch of great perks. Diversity, inclusion, traveling around the world, and serving immigrant nurses in the U.S. are just a few of those perks. Keep listening to find out more. Hey guys, I'm Adia Hansen. And I'm Corbin Smith. Together we are going to explore the nursing profession. With exclusive interviews from nurses working in jobs you want to know about. Transferring info from one nurse to another. This is the College Handoff. Hey guys, what's up? This episode is going to start off awesomely. We're going to start off with Beth Vanderwalker. She went to BYU Nursing School a while back, but now is the Vice President of Operations at Worldwide Health Staff Solutions and is also a Global Goodwill Ambassador. After that, we're going to talk to Sage Paul. She recently graduated here at BYU, and she's going to talk to us today about a bunch of awesome things. She's going to talk to us about how she found her job during a global pandemic, her role as an IVF coordinator, and how she's felt like her spirituality has helped her better serve her patients. Let's get started. Okay, we're here today with Beth Vanderwalker. Beth, can you introduce yourself a little bit? So my name is Beth Danver Walker. I'm the Vice President of Operations for Worldwide Health Staff Solutions and graduated from BYU School of Nursing in 1995. So what made you want to become a nurse? So I grew up in a household where my mom had multiple sclerosis and she was diagnosed while I was in middle school. And so as an only daughter, I got to help her with many things and really being a helper and being um, around people that had physical disabilities and struggles felt very comfortable for me by the time I got to college. So it really, for me, was a natural progression. Plus, we have so many nurses in my family. I have so many cousins and aunts that are nurses that I was excited to join the nursing family. Yeah. And with your current role, how did you end up in healthcare management? So it's really interesting. I worked in the hospital for many years. Um, my original specialty was labor and delivery. I had the opportunity to do travel nursing and really go to many places as a nurse. I love the experiences that one of the skills that I think I had that I was able to develop was leadership skills, communicating, and really strong organizational skills. So I went from for nursing and moved up to administration. At one point, I was a certified director for orthopedic and neurosurgeries in the OR. And mm. all of that led me to my current role, which is vice president operations for an international healthcare recruiting agency for nurses abroad. So in this role, I've been able to travel all over the world, working with nurses abroad and really helping team nurses team nurses up with hospitals here in the United States. Wow, that sounds really cool. What does a typical day for you look like? It sounds like you kind of have some variation with that. It does. So I work with a large team. We have, we're a multinational organization. 
And so we have teams here. Um, Charlotte, North Carolina is our headquarters, um, but we do have employees um, all over, which is great. We have um, a team in the Philippines, and we also have a team in Dubai. And on a typical day, if I'm here in the office, we're collaborating, we're working with nurses, we're recruiting nurses, and I get to talk to a lot of nurses about their their experiences and what they are currently going through, regardless of their living, where they are living at this time. But when um, last year, before COVID, a lot of the work I did, we, I got to do abroad. So I got to meet nurses in Saudi Arabia and Dubai and Abu Dhabi and um, in Manila, in the Philippines, wow. and London. So I was able to go and meet nurses, thousands of nurses that live all over the world, hear about their experiences, hear about the work they're doing, and help prepare them up. So every day definitely looks different in my role. Um, the organization I work for is wonderful, and I love the work. Um, even though I'm not at that bedside anymore, be able to touch nurses' lives every day is makes such a huge impact. It's very rewarding. Yeah, what a neat job. It's been wonderful. It's nothing that, that I ever foresaw myself doing. Um, it was really interesting. The first really international glimpse I had when I was at BYU Nursing School, they were doing a trip to Jordan, and I so wanted to go on that trip. Um, but I was married and I had a child, so that wasn't the part for me. But I always remember thinking how wonderful it would be to go to those beautiful places and help people um, all over the world somehow with my nursing. And our, I think our Heavenly Father has an amazing way to bring you back to what's in your heart. And so now I've been able to have that chance. and It's just been wonderful. Mm-hmm. What? And you just started a PhD in global leadership. Is that right? I did. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. So this year during during COVID, when we all um, were able to work from home, um, there was a lot of downtime and uh, my youngest was at college. And so it was the right time for me to really look about what might come next for me. And I looked at many programs and with the work that I do, I'm able to be in embassies, and sometimes I get to be really working with leaders of healthcare organizations abroad. So having additional um, education, I felt like was a great fit for me. So I am doing a PhD in global leadership, and it really is looking at the diversity of our world, which is so timely right now, how to support leaders um, abroad, how to support organizations that are in multi-country, and to be able to advance the universal need that we have for good health care abroad. Um, we have so many migrants and immigrants that are coming to the United States that are health care providers because they have such a shortage of nurses in the United States. It helps me to make sure that I'm meeting the needs of our immigrants and that we're teaching and we're training and we're making the path um, as easy as possible for them to come and work and improve their life here in the United States. Yeah, that's amazing. So what ways did BYU prepare you for a meaningful career in nursing? 
you know, when I was at BYU, the level of intensity of the nursing program was really harder than anything I had expected. Um, but one of the wonderful things about the program is that so many of the faculty members, so much of the preparation they gave you really filled a lot of confidence so that when I went into my, my first nursing position in the hospital after graduation, I quickly realized I had the skills and the preparation that I needed to be a very successful nurse. And it wasn't just clinical skills, but it really was communication skills, working with administrators, understanding the science between the clinical processes that we did. So I think BYU School of Nursing just gives you such a strong foundation in so many areas of nursing. It was very helpful to me. Um, originally when I first got out of nursing school and then as I progressed into multiple fields. Yeah, that's so comforting to hear that all this hard schooling is worth it. <laughs> it really is. And at the time, it really was um, every day just seems like um, a struggle for me. We had so many nurses in our program that I thought were brilliant student nurses. And I don't, I had never really considered myself to be one of those. I just had to work extra, extra hard. And it really has paid off. And I was really proud of the education I was able to get from BYU Nursing School. Yeah, that's so great. It's amazing the education that we get here. And just to end this interview, do you have any advice for nursing students at BYU? So my biggest advice, I think, for nursing students is to you know, trust that you have all that you need to get through nursing school and to pass your NCLEX exam and that you really, truly are an elite group of people going through this program. We today in the United States have a shortage of 700,000 nurses. I have hospitals and clinics reaching out to me almost daily looking for nurses to fill their positions. So. Trust that what you're graduating with has so much value in the world today. You are highly in demand. Never um, shorten the value that you bring to an organization and trust the process because you're where you're supposed to be. Perfect. Thank you so much, Beth. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Did you know that the BYU College of Nursing blog posts regular updates on its programs, faculty, students, and alumni? Read exclusive stories or access past archives at byunursing.wordpress.com. Guys, today we have Sage Paul. Sage, can you go a little bit more into detail? Who are you and can you introduce yourself, I guess? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I just barely graduated in April from BYU's nursing program. Um, I did capstone in labor and delivery and um, originally was hoping to work in labor and delivery um, after graduation, but with um, the COVID things and um, craziness going on, I found down here in um, Las Vegas, where I am now living and working, a lot of hospitals weren't hiring. So I actually found a clinic job, and now I'm doing fertility medicine. I'm an IVF nurse coordinator at Nevada Fertility Center, and I've been doing that since June now. and. Um, I've loved it and I've learned a lot and um, I'm excited to share some of my experiences with you. Sweet. Yeah. And before we get super into 
your work as an IVF nurse coordinator. I wanted to ask you, what exactly is an IVF nurse coordinator? What does IVF stand for? Um, that's a great question. So first off, IVF stands for in vitro fertilization. Um, when a couple comes in to our clinic for the first time, um, our, they'll meet with the doctor or um, our nurse practitioner first, and um, there's a couple options of treatments and things they can do for fertility. Um, the aspect of fertility treatment that I am involved with is the in vitro fertilization part. Um, so we, what we do is we plan um, medications and schedules for patients, and they, um, and we walk them through the process. We hold their hand throughout the whole thing, um, give emotional support and medication teaching, and um, a lot of things that they need. And we get them to the point where. Um, after they go through the IVF cycle, they do what's called a transfer cycle, and that's where um, little embryos get implanted and they become pregnant. That's awesome. And what does an interaction with a patient normally look like? Are you with them from the beginning of them walking in to the point where they're pregnant, or is it all the way through until like the middle of their pregnancy, end of their pregnancy? How long are you usually working with a specific couple? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so the aspect of IVF that I work in is called the frozen embryo transfer. So after they do their IVF cycle and create their embryos, I work with patients from the moment they decide they want to um, really go through and get pregnant. So I will usually meet with my patients and um, hopefully their partner or um, spouse um, in person um, at least once in their cycle and we go over calendar and medication and we um, do teaching and practicing. And then after that, it's a lot of phone calls and emails and following up. And then I usually try to see them again when they come in for their embryo transfer. And um, at that point, it's just kind of saying hi and um, making sure they're feeling okay and um, congratulating them and giving them a little boost. Afterwards, I follow those patients until they're at least 10 weeks pregnant. And then after that, they're um, transferred to a regular OBGYN for their um, prenatal care. I like that a lot. And what does like an average typical day look like for you? What are the average work hours that you work? And do you work a lot in the, like the facility itself? Or do you work a lot from home? What does that look like? Um, every day is a little different, um, to be honest. I usually... Um, get into work around eight o'clock, sometimes a little earlier or later. And I um, first usually will check my emails and respond to any things that have happened overnight or um, questions and things. Um, usually I have a couple of coordinations in the day. So that's what I was um, talking about when I meet with the patients and face-to-face -face and um, go over their calendar and stuff. So a lot of my day is preparing calendars and ordering medications and um, planning their schedule so it works with their life and um, changing that as it needs to be. And that is a lot of what I do. And then I work a lot with um, more background work with like prior authorizations. And um, so, yeah, just lots of calendaring, meeting with patients, phone calls, scheduling. Um, I will mention here, too, we have what is called a cycle week. So. Um, our doctor will plan a week where he'll have all of his surgeries done at once. So we do schedule everyone's um, menstrual cycles to be about the same time. It's kind of crazy. Um, 
but we do have a week, a month where we have surgeries. So when we do that, um, I'm in earlier in the morning and um, I'm doing pre-op and post-op for surgeries, doing IVs, um, making sure everything is ready in the OR and uh, making sure patients are doing okay after surgery and anesthesia. So that's um, a week, a month, I'm doing more of the clinical side of things. Working with fertility and especially couples that are having a hard time getting pregnant, that can be such a hard and emotional period for a couple where they so badly want to grow their family and have a baby, but they can't. What is that like working with them emotionally? Um, It is definitely a sensitive thing. Um, And every patient is a little different. and And each patient does affect me a little bit differently as a nurse. Some patients are seem to be very resilient. They come in after failed cycle and are ready to go right back into it and are resilient and kind and cheerful. Um, others may have a harder, will seem outwardly to have a harder time with things and may um, be emotional or may get angry or um, may have other issues that are unresolved and um, their heart in their relationship and they often come to their nurse coordinator like me and with these kinds of issues so it, it's hard to say how it really affects me but it, it does come up and um, therapeutic communication is really key with this population of patients and um, we don't always have the answers but just listening and um, and helping out where we can and um, validating feelings goes a long way with this. Yeah. How do you balance the comforting aspect where you just kind of go and you listen and you um, give them a hug if they need it? And it's kind of the more empathetic and like just making sure that they feel okay and balance that with the education part of it, where you kind of explain what is going on and more, more teaching them what is going on in their life instead of just kind of sitting and comforting. Is there a balance you have to deal with? Um, yeah, sometimes. A lot of it goes hand in hand. Um, for me personally, um, a lot of our the things we learn um, in nursing school is take care of the physical first and then um, the psychosocial second. Um, a lot of these patients, their perceived physical needs are seem to be coming from psychosocial needs, if that makes sense. So... It's um, a matter of assessing the situation and um, gathering, asking them questions about the way they're feeling or any symptoms that they experience and um, and really just and listening to the, their tone of their voice, the way they look if we're in person. Um, it's really just a matter of assessment and finding out um, what really they need. And I found also, too, that the Holy Ghost um, has been really helpful for me in uh, determining what a patient needs is when I need to step back with like the education and the science side of things and just say like, Hey, I'm, I'm here for you. I'm sorry. You have to go through this or um, taking care of those um, emotional or spiritual or other needs that are also important as well as the physical needs. What is it that are some of the more enjoyable parts of your job? What do, what do you find most fulfilling? My favorite part of my job is um, giving patients hope. Um, what I mean by this is a lot of patients come in and they're kind of skeptical, expecting things to go wrong. And 
my favorite aspect of my job is getting to make the phone call after their first pregnancy test and telling them that they're pregnant. There is nothing that beats that feeling. Um, the reactions are really funny with them. Sometimes they're like super excited. Sometimes they're like crying. Sometimes they're um, like just they expect things to go wrong. So it's like, what do you mean? I'm pregnant. That is and, so awesome. Um, it is just so rewarding. It is my favorite part of my job by far. Kind of now, since most of the, those who are listening are, are current nursing students in BYU and then in other schools, what advice do you feel like you could give to nursing students that are interested in getting into IVF fertilization and IVF nursing and coordinating and things like that? What would you tell them to help them get into this field? Um, that's a great question. I was never myself thinking I was going to go into fertility, but um, I know now if you're looking for jobs, um, you can apply to be an MA um, at a fertility center. There are several actually in Utah, and um, my fertility center that I work at actually has a sister clinic um, up in Pleasant Grove. And um, I think just kind of getting a feel for it, um, working as an MA would certainly be a, a valuable experience if you think you're interested. But um, also network, ask around. Ask. I'm happy to answer any questions that um, students might have. Um, but I feel like um, learning as much as you can about it beforehand is really helpful. Yeah. And speaking of that, is there a way that anybody could reach out to you, whether it be email or LinkedIn, to reach out to you and ask any questions they have? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my LinkedIn is, if you look up Sage Paul, that's, I think, just my LinkedIn. And then you can email me at um, my uh, personal email works. It's S-A-D-E-H-A-W-K-I-N-S at gmail.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us and being on the show today. We appreciate all that you do and good luck in everything else that you do. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. So guys, today we decided to end the episode a little bit differently than we had before. We really wanted to think of a way to get you guys, the listeners, involved with what we're doing here at the College Handoff. And we thought it would be fun to unveil a new segment that we like to call On the Street. Our amazing editor, Donovan, went downstairs a few weeks ago to ask students, specifically first semester students on the first day of school, why you decided to be a nurse. Today, we have interviews from three amazing students that answer that exact question. And the fun part about it is that AD and I haven't heard those interviews yet. So right now, we're going to listen to them with you, react to them with you. Let's get to it. We are here with Zach. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thanks. Nice. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm from Warren, Utah. Just started the nursing program first semester. Nice. That's cool, man. So why did you want to specifically go into nursing? Um, I just like the idea of being able to work closely with patients and be really closely involved with their healthcare experience. Nice. And so what are you looking forward to learning about most while you're here in nursing school? Um, just everything, man. I, get, I don't know very much, so I got a lot to learn, but just really trying to make it a good experience for um, the, the patients, I guess, when they come in and so that they feel comfortable and that they're in good hands. Nice, man. I love that. That's super <laughs> cool. We're here with Stephanie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. So tell me a little bit about yourself. 
So I'm from Eagle Mountain. I served a mission in Mexico City. And I feel like that's it. <laughs> that's all that. No, that's all cool. So what inspired you to go into the nursing program here at BYU? So as a little girl, I'd always thought that I wanted to be a doctor. And then I decided that to be a doctor, you couldn't also be a mom, which is totally not true. But <laughs> so I settled on nursing. However, as I got older, I realized that um, I liked the role of nursing better than I liked as a doctor. And so as I started learning about what nursing was, as I got my CNA license and started working as a CNA, I was able to learn that they're the ones that are there in the middle of the night helping every patient when they're at the end of the rope. And they're the ones that are truly treating and um, helping the patient heal. I fell in love with nursing and decided that I did not want to be a doctor. Nice. That's super cool. Nurses are also like super important. You know, like you were saying, they're, they're always there in the middle of the night. They're at your beck and call if you need anything. So that's super cool. We're also here with Alanis. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. So tell me a little bit about yourself. So I'm Alanis Dominguez. I come from Chile and I recently got accepted into the nursing program. So this is my first semester here. I'm pretty excited. Awesome. So what inspired you to come specifically to BYU to go into nursing? So I was working as a medical assistant at the Intermountain Clinic here in Pueblo, and my manager wanted me to be a nurse. And I always said, no, I don't think nursing is my thing. And he's a he's a cougar. <laughs> so I looked at the BYU program and I loved it. And, you know, I prayed. I asked God if it was the right school to go to. And I got accepted. And that's why I'm here. I read a lot about the program. I love the students here. They're really nice. And I think it's going to be a great environment for me to be in. Nice. That's super cool. So going into the nursing program, you're semester one, right? This is day one. What are you mm -hmm. most excited about learning about? I'm excited about learning like the procedures because as a medical assistant, you do things. But I knew that as a nurse, I was going to be able to go beyond. And one of the reasons why I loved being a medical assistant was because I helped a lot of Spanish speaking patients. And I've noticed that there are many Hispanic nurses here in Utah and we need more Hispanic nurses or nurses that speak Spanish because the Hispanic community is growing a lot here in Utah. So I said, OK, I want to be a nurse and I want to inspire other girls to apply to the nursing program here at BYU because we need more Spanish speaking nurses and we need more foreigners in the program too, like more diversity. And I wanted to inspire my friends first and other people around the community so they can come here and apply too. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. You know, Adia, that makes me think, what was your first day of nursing school like? It was crazy. I remember walking into this room of like 70 students and not knowing anyone. And we went through orientation, went into the lab, and then we just jumped right into class right after that. And sweet, sweet gay was talking about Tylenol and ibuprofen. And I was just sitting there trying not to cry, thinking about everything I had to do that day <laughs> and how much longer I had to do this. It was it was crazy. But um, these students sound so amazing. They don't even sound phased. Yeah, I know. Honestly, one thing I really liked about these all these students responses is that it felt like they all had something that they were working towards. Right. Like they all had this thing that they were passionate about. Like just listening to Alanis talk about how passionate she is about being one of those 
Hispanic nurses that we need so much more of. And it's cool to hear first semester students because they have so much that they're dreaming about. Not that that goes away. That hasn't gone away for you, right? No, if anything, it grows every semester of the program. Yeah. But thank you so much for everybody that has come on the show today. Thank you for um, sharing your thoughts and your feelings about first semester. Good luck. We are rooting for you and we can't wait to see the change that you make in the world. Yeah, I totally agree. You guys are all going to go on to do the most amazing things. And make sure that you keep listening to the podcast. We have tons of cool guests next week and the week after that. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. See ya.